Good morning. I'm really happy to be here today and share in your celebration. I think you have something really special happening here. No question about it. We've been in a lot of churches in recent months. Uh, God's presence is here. And God is doing something. I think uh, you're on the right path. Uh, Who knows what the future holds, but God has a plan. And he's guiding and directing you in that uh, without any doubt. As I thought about this Sunday celebration, Pastor Appreciation Sunday, uh, I believe God gave me something meaningful to share. And it goes right along with what he's already uh, doing here this morning. Uh, during our worship time. This is not really a sermon. I'm going to share just a little bit, but it's not really a sermon uh, for us to hear. It's an opportunity for us to participate together in the plan God has for Portview Church. And you'll understand that more in in a few moments. Ministry in Scripture, and we've already, you already mentioned this, Suzanne, ministry in Scripture is a uh, team effort. There are great leaders like the Apostle Paul and Luke, Peter, John, but there were also a lot of, of teammates who traveled with them, who provided for their needs, who who performed important ministry tasks. Paul was always sending somebody somewhere. Uh, There were people who prayed with them and prayed for them. I can think of Timothy and a man named Epaphroditus. I don't know why they chose such a difficult name for him, but Timothy, and I I like to just call him E. Phoebe and Priscilla, Aquila, Tertius, and and countless others. God knows their names. They work together as a team to accomplish uh, God's plan. And together we serve as a team to reach the world, to produce fruit for God. And always God is the key player. God is the, the center, the source, the power, the planner. And as we pray, he works to advance his kingdom. We pray our father, not just my father, but our father together. Uh, your kingdom come. Give us, lead us, for yours is the power and the glory. So together we focus on God and his work. And as we do so, his power is released. And we see that a lot of times in the New Testament. As they were together praying, 
God's power moved. God moved. God spoke. God did miracles. God touched and changed lives. God brought salvation to the lost. God sent people out in ministry as they gathered together and prayed. God did amazing work through them. Paul the Apostle, the great pastor and missionary, is really, first of all, we, we don't usually think of him this way, but he's really a great prayer. We see it in all his letters. There, pray, there are prayers in every letter, and they weren't just something he was writing. He was dictating or, or giving those, those messages orally. Usually someone else was writing them down. I believe he was actually praying as he thought about those congregations, as he thought about the circumstances they were facing. I think pretty much every one of his letters, almost all, begin with a prayer. In the book of Acts, we see Paul constantly in prayer. On Straight Street, right after he was called by God and transformed, his life was transformed, he was praying and Somewhere else was a man named Ananias praying, and God spoke to Ananias, go to Straight Street, lay your hands on Paul, I've called him. We see Paul a little bit later on in Acts praying with the the leaders of the church in Ephesus on the beach. We see him praying in Antioch and fasting. We see him praying in jail with Silas. And God did a powerful uh, earthquake. Most interesting, his prayers focused on spiritual growth. That's always a fascinating study for me when I see, okay, he's praying for Christians who are experiencing social rejection, who are under social pressure to deny Christ, to deny his salvation. He's praying for people who are hated. He's praying for people who are being abused and, and, and put in prison and jail just because they're, they're following Jesus. He's praying for people that are hurting. And yet he prays they would experience the great love of Christ. That's so interesting to me. He didn't specifically address their their circumstance. He prayed for the long-range purpose of God. He prayed that their knowledge of God would increase in the midst of their pain and struggling and suffering, that they would know God better than ever before. That's significant. He didn't pray that it would be easier for them. Maybe he did in other times that aren't recorded, but he always prayed according to God's plan for their spiritual growth. Their, their, he prayed for what was best for them. He prayed God's peace, God's joy, God's wisdom, God's hope, and always his prayers were God-centered and expressed God's purpose and God's plan for God's work. 
And that's our plan for today, for this morning. And an investment of just the next few minutes of our time and our energy and our love for Portview's pastors. We're going to begin perhaps with, I think, maybe the most important issue in leading a church, a prayer to know the will of God. Because we're not called to be the same as the church down the street or the church across the nation. We're called to be God's church here. His plan is different in every place. In each place, it's different. So to know the will of God is perhaps the most important part. If you know the will of God, then you know this is what we need to do first. This is what God is calling us to do. More than that, this is what God is calling us to be. This is who God wants us to be in Port Washington. So I'm going to ask Pastor Mark and Suzanne if you would stand. And I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Mitch and Amy to stand. Oh, okay, all right. And Pastor Harold and Amy, if you would stand as well. And John, if you're going to uh, come now, you can. Uh, here's what I'd like us to do. I would like us to stretch out our hands and pray. This is the verse that we're following for this prayer. I'll, let me read it before you pray. Here, Colossians 1.9. We have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. And so maybe in this section you can stretch. That's that's good that you're all in different sections. So this section you can stretch your hands towards Pastor Mitch and Amy here, Pastor Mark and Suzanne, Pastor Harold and Amy here, and John will lead us in a prayer that God will give you God, his plan, his wisdom for this church. Dear Lord, your word says many things about faithfulness. I pray now for our our pastors that they will continue to be faithful to you and to your church. Help them to always seek your direction in their life and the life of your church. I pray that they are faithful in all that they do, faithful to their commitments, faithful to their spouses and family, faithful to their staff. But most of all, I pray that they are always faithful to you and what you would have for them to do to accomplish your plan in their lives. Lord, help them to be faithful to proclaim your name in all the earth. I ask that you give them the time that they need to be in your word. I pray that you would help us to remember why deacons were first elected in the church, so that the preachers might have time to to be ministers to your word. Help us to remember that we can do the things that need to be done that do not require the assistance of the pastors. Help us to give us give of our time and talent to encourage others to do the same. I ask for your blessing upon our pastors so that they might receive the rest that they need from their long hours of work. 
help me to remember that I can help my pastors by offering to volunteer my time and talents to do things that you have gifted me to do so pastors do not have to take on that task. Help me to remember to let them know how much I appreciate the time and energy that they put into each and everything that they do. Dear God in heaven, we love you and know that your promises in the Bible are true. Please hold our pastors in the palm of your hands as they continually walk by faith, knowing that you will provide for their every need as well as the needs of their family. Please help them to remember that Jesus said about your generosity and loving kindness. Help them to know that you know every hair on their heads and that they are much more than any sparrow. I praise you for all that you have already done for our pastors and pray that you will continue to bless them with everything that they need. I want to lift our pastors up to you in prayer. They need your wisdom and direction for our church. Please keep them humble and always relying upon you to give them the perfect wisdom and direction that they need. Help them to consider information offered by others and also to come to you in prayer as they evaluate things. Remind them of your servant Solomon, who when he was to become the king, prayed only for your wisdom, and because of his humility, you granted even more than wisdom. I pray that they are able to talk about the things of the Lord and that they may be able to encourage each other on how to remain faithful, committed, and loving men and women of God. I pray these things by the power of Jesus' name. Amen. If we know God's will, when we know God's will, as God reveals his will, we then need the strength, the courage, the ability, the anointing to do his will. Colossians chapter 1 verse 11. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power. I like that emphasis, glorious power. Not just a little power or any power but God's glorious power so that you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. Judy, if you would come, please, and lead us in prayer. This time, all pastors, you can stay seated, but we're all going to stand. So, Judy, if you would lead us. And please join in with Judy as she prays for strength and for power. Father, we praise you and thank you for who you are and how you help our pastors to do the jobs that they have to do. We ask, Father, that you would fill them with all of the strength that they need to meet every job of every day, Lord. We ask that you would fill them with the strength to be able to enjoy their children and their grandchildren, Lord. Father, we ask you, Father, just to minister to them in power, your glorious power. And we thank you for that, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you would minister to them the endurance that they need, Lord. The endurance to be able to go on, Lord, even when the time is hard. I thank you, Father. I ask for a blessing on each one of their families, Lord. 
I ask you would bless their their children and their grandchildren. And I pray that you would bless the the, um, marriage as father of our pastors. God, just bless them. Bless them, Father, with abundance beyond anything they could ever ask or imagine. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the prayer requests that Paul gave to the church in Ephesus, he said this. Ephesians 6, verse 19. He says, pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. Even though Paul had traveled all over the, the, you know, the known world in that time, he still knew that he depended on the prayers of others in order to effectively speak and to share God's good news with the opportunities or with the op- in the opportunities God gave to him. Robin, if you would come, please. Please, please join us in prayer as we pray for our pastor's ability to speak God's message, God's word. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you here today with hearts full of gratitude. Gratitude for our pastors. Um, you have given us and blessed us as a church with amazing people to be our shepherds. And Lord, as they shepherd us, we pray for them that you would help each one of them be sensitive to your spirit. Lord, give them deep sensitivity to the movement of the Holy Spirit within our church and within our community, especially, Lord, as they seek to save the lost. And as they lead us as a congregation to seek and save the lost through your power, Lord, we call upon the Holy Spirit in fire and in power for a renewal, a refreshment, a revival, an anointing to fall upon them in strength and power so that every word uttered from their mouths, every thought in their minds, every purpose in their hearts aligns with your glorious holy will as they lead our church and they move into our community and move us into the community to seek and save the lost. Lord, we thank you for the gifts that you have given them, the discernment they have and the wisdom they have. Would you increase that within them, Lord, in the area of evangelization for our community and our world, Lord? May they be tender-hearted for the lost as they are tender-hearted here for us. And Lord, we um, pray together, Ephesians uh, 14 to 20, as a blessing over them today. That is why we kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. And we pray that you, Lord, will bestow Gifts in keeping with the riches of your glory on our pastors. May you strengthen each one of them and their families inwardly through the working of your spirit. May Christ dwell in all of their hearts 
through faith, and may love be the root and foundation of their lives. Thus, they will be able to grasp fully with all the holy ones the breadth and length and height and depth of Christ's love. And each one of them experience this love, which surpasses all knowledge, so that they may attain to the fullness of God himself. Now to him, whose power now at work in Portview and in our pastors can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, world without end. Amen. In the midst of all the challenges that the new Christians faced in that world, in those societies, Paul prayed that God would give them hope and peace. Romans fifteen 13. I'll read it for you. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. As he was praying for those people facing all kinds of obstacles and challenges, he asked God, give them something from you that's greater than the, the, the hindrances and the obstacles and the burdens that they're carrying. Give them your peace, your joy, your hope. For this, uh, I would like our pastors to stand again. Uh, Mark and Suzanne and Pastor Harold and Amy, Pastor, okay, and your families as well. Uh, I have your names here. Elsie, Kaylee, Micah, uh, Drake, maybe some are in Children's Church, huh? uh, Drake, Reed, Bella, okay, and Brett, Josh, and... Sam, yeah, blessings. After Ray prays, here, here's what, uh, after, uh, Ray is going to lead us in a prayer for, for you and your families, that God's presence, God's peace, God's joy will be greater than whatever difficulties, mountains you may be facing at the moment. And after Ray finishes, I'm going to have us all stand and join in that prayer again together. Father, this morning, we thank you for the awesome privilege we have for you sending each one of the pastors to us, Pastor Mark and Suzanne and their family and Mitch and Amy and Harold and, and Amy and Lord, we just Pray a special blessing on each one. We thank you, Lord, for the foresight that you had in sending Pastor Mark and Suzanne to us and for the blessing they are to us and for the hope and the joy and the peace that they present each day in their lives. For Mitch and Amy, for the awesome responsibility they have of leading the children, Lord, for they are going to be our replacements 
And for Harold and Amy, again, we ask that you be especially near to them as they teach the younger children. Lord, we're just so grateful for each one of these, and we pray that you'd give each one of them joy, peace, that would surpass all understanding and hope. And Lord, again, we just thank you, especially for the love that each one of them displayed to us each day. Again, we just give you the praise in your wonderful name. Amen. Yes. Let's all stand. Excuse me. I forgot two other very precious people, Don and Terry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's all continue along the same lines that Ray uh, led us in prayer. And let's pray for the pastors today and their families. Peace, joy, hope, God's power, God's presence. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, it has been good to be with you and with your people today. We pray that you will continue your plan, your purpose here, that your presence would fill this place in an even greater way in the days ahead. That your spirit would work here to bring your touch, your transforming power, your gifts, your life, to each in this congregation. Father, thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness and your love. We ask you to bless the time of fellowship. We thank you for the food, snacks, and we pray all of this because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless. All right. Again, thanks, Pastor Don, for being with us on this special Sunday today. Teresa Robinson comes forward to talk about our first family's ministry. Teresa? Good morning. Thanks for giving me a couple of minutes to talk about this ministry that started here last year, and I'm excited that it's going to happen again. The first family's ministry started because we saw a need to be able to minister to those who minister to us. Oftentimes, our pastors and their families are the first people that are thought about when somebody comes and visits the church, and they may or may not come back based on what they think about them. There's tremendous pressures and demands that are on our pastors that we can't even begin to think about. So with First Families Ministry, we're going to keep them in our prayers every single day of the year for God's direction, wisdom, and protection in their lives. Um, According to Pastoral Care, Inc., there are 78% of pastors that say their vacations are interrupted when they're because of ministry expectations. 72% of pastors say that they work between 55 and 75 hours per week. And this may or may not be true for our pastors, but... 57% say they're fulfilled, but yet they're discouraged, stressed, and fatigued all the time. And did you realize that one out of 10 pastors will actually retire as a pastor? Because we are people who care here at Portview, we want to be able to continue to pray for them and show our appreciation and be among the growing number of churches who are 
working on showing their appreciation. First Families Ministry is as much for us as a church body as it is for our pastors. While I was preparing for this, I was like, well, what are the benefits of doing this for them, for us personally? Not that it's really about us, but (laughs) there are some good things. Um, It'll help us feel good. It'll give us a sense of belonging within the church. It'll help keep things in perspective. It'll help decrease stress and help decrease negative feelings. That's according to the Mental Health Foundation when I was looking at it. So I think those are some pretty great benefits for us. But honestly, they're going to get those benefits as well because we're praying for them daily. So it'll be a great cycle of benefiting everybody in the church. So now it's not up to us to determine whether or not the pastor is worthy of this honor or appreciation. But it's honoring and respecting what God has appointed them to do here within our church. God has called them to this position and they are filling it. So you might be sitting there wondering, what is it that I'm hoping you do? So I'm hoping you sign up to, for First Families Ministry. So what it would be is you're going to commit to one pastor for one month. Out of the entire year, just one month, and you're going to pray for those pastors daily. And then at least once during that month, I want you to send them a card or a note of appreciation, thanks, or encouragement during that month because it has been such a blessing to, to them to receive those. So then with that, there are also opportunities to help them celebrate birthdays or anniversaries, and we can talk about that in a little bit. So if you're interested in signing up, you can email firstfamiliesministry at gmail.com, or I'll be out in the hallway for a little bit afterwards, and we can sign you up and talk about that then. So let's show them that we really are people who care and continue to pull them up in prayer every day of the year.